0: A high Swung away. on high. This track. is tagged. High hammered high high at the gap. At the
1: track. High and deep to right. Ball.
0: That ball just got it's out. Of it here. was hit done. going to go to the rock. This ball's ball getting small. This is charged. Right back at the track. Seems like the ball's had a lot of life the last couple of nights. We could go back to back Here's adam Mingo. Swing swinging a long one to left. We're going to have a tie ball game. He did go back to back.
1: High and deep. This is crushed to left center field. This is going to go for a home run. Way out of here.
2: This is White Sox Weekly.
1: Strike
3: after strike. He is on a roll seven straight strikeouts the wind and the 0-2 pitch swing and a miss and a fastball away make it eight in a row for giolito coming off of my year in 18 had a lot of adjustments to be made had to fix some mechanical things had to fix some mental stuff and then i was able to have a pretty good body of work for me it just makes me hungrier for more
1: anderson hits one of the air Deep into left field. Gordon turns and watches, and this one is gone. Way up into the bleachers.
4: He turned on it, burned on it, flipped the bat, and started running. You know, we broke down my swing, and uh, we made some changes, and uh, it it, it seemed to work for me.
1: The Chicago baseball
2: conversation. Deep
1: into right field.
2: On the flagship home of the Sox.
1: It is gone.
2: 720 WGN. Welcome in White Sox Weekly 409, hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon, my name is Mark Harmon, good to be with you today, White Sox Weekly until 5 o'clock and then we'll do the beats until 6.30 in advance of Blackhawks hockey, great, great, great week for the Chicago White Sox, I don't know if I said great enough, it was a great week, a really, 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 really good one. I was firmly in belief that the White Sox were going to follow through and be active this offseason, and to this point, the White Sox have been the most active team in all of baseball. Now, it's not over-the-top, over-the-top active, but signing Yasmani Grandal to play catcher and I guess maybe get some at-bats at DH as well... Which would seem logical. You're not going to catch 160 ball games, 162 games. You're going to have to manage that, and maybe you will continue to get him ABs on his day off and have him DH, and of course, give him some period days off as well. But this is a huge addition. Switch hitter, leader, great behind the plate at framing pitches. 31 years old, I guess a little bit older than you would like. It'd be greater if he was 27, I suppose. But I like the idea of a veteran coming into this team. The White Sox need a little bit of that. Not that they're lacking leadership, but I like a guy who, by the way, was on a Brewers team last year that everyone was counting out. They make a tremendous run. He's behind the plate. And I love the fact that as Grendel was talking with the White Sox and Rick Hahn, that he went ahead and wanted video of all the White Sox pitchers before he signed. He's thinking about it. Should I go here? Let me see what you got. What do you got on Lucas Giolito? Do you have anything old on Michael Kopech? By the way, let me peek at that Dylan Cease guy. I'm interested in Ronaldo Lopez, too. If I'm going to come here... Then I wanna have an even greater idea of what I'm betting on. All of that has gotta make you feel good about who the White Sox just signed. Now it's a bunch of dough, eighteen and a quarter million dollars, which uh I'm pretty sure is a livable wage, and I think you could survive on that. And he gets it for four years, seventy three million bucks. But think about that, in today's baseball, which is still hard for Myself and I think most people to wrap your arms around it, that that eighteen and a half million or eighteen and a quarter million is a steal. And I'm not saying it's a steal, but it is a steal when you think about, oh, if they had gone out and signed Manny Machado, that would have been a ten year three hundred million dollar commitment. And you simply just don't know what you're gonna get. So these deals to me. Make a whole lot more sense. Maybe they're paying him a little bit more than anybody else would have wanted out there. Maybe they're paying him a million dollars more a year. Grand scheme of things, to me, no big deal. And you're betting on a guy who's going to be in the middle of your order, who's a switch hitter, who's playing, as the White Sox have said over and over again, a quote-unquote premium position. So there's nothing to not like about it. Uh, We were going to have Yasmani on the show today, but he was on yesterday on the station with Roe and Anna So uh, we will play that interview coming up here in in about three or four minutes. So you will hear Grendel on the station yesterday. So looking forward to doing that. Now, we also have the non-surprise signing of the offseason, which is also something that you have to respect and uh, just appreciate. Jose Abreu, three-year $50 $50 million contract to stay with the White Sox. Now, Abreu was never going anywhere. He wants to be here. The White Sox love Jose Abreu. He signed his qualifying offer of $17 million, And I was like, well, hang on a second here. There's got to be more. Because I kept on hearing they were going to do a multi-year deal like everybody else had heard. And I had actually heard it was going to be a couple of years in 50. I'm like, wait a second. That seems real high. But three years in 50? That makes more sense. So... You're talking about a leader, the guy that led the American League in RBIs last year in 123. He hit 284 at the plate. He hit 33 home runs. He is well-respected in the clubhouse. He is all in on the White Sox. So now you've got two solid veteran guys in their early, going to be in their mid-30s by the time the contracts are up, having accountability, going about their business in a professional way, all about winning at that point, right? You've made your money. You've had success on the field. The only thing you want to do is win. Having those guys around is huge. So thrilled for Jose. We'll play uh, a bunch of Jose Abreu coming up a little bit after 4.30, and we're going to hear from the general manager as well today, Rick So Jose was – very happy in his press conference. So we'll hear some of that coming on up here. But we're going to play Yasmani coming on back here. So stay tuned for that and you can give the gift of White Sox baseball this season with a holiday pack. It starts at $45. Each pack includes a includes four ticket vouchers for the 2020 season along with exclusive with an exclusive I can read. You can do this mark with an exclusive White Sox holiday blanket. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. You get a little holiday blanket, cozy up on it's a beautiful thing. Get yours today at whitesockscom slash holiday packs. And the White Sox pop-up shop is back, and it's at the Orland Square Mall. This offseason, you can visit the White Sox store at Orleans Square Mall now through January the 15th, conveniently located across from the Apple Store. Fans can shop stadium exclusives, special promotions throughout the holidays. For more information, follow at White Sox store on Instagram. All right, coming on back here, Yasmani Grandal, your newest catcher for the Chicago White Sox four-year deal. He was on with Rowan Anna. We'll play it next, 720 WGN. This is White Sox Weekly. The White Sox with a huge week uh, re-upping with Jose Abreu on a three-year deal. And going out in the free agent market and signing Yasmani Grandal to a four-year deal. Grandal was on the station yesterday with Roe and Anna. Let's give it a listen.
5: Here's the 1-0
3: on Grandal. And Grandal gives it a ride to deep center field. Fowler going
2: back, and he's going to watch it sail out. Yosbani Grandal with his first major league hit, and it's a home run. First
1: big league start, first big league hit, first big league bob. Yeah, that's the call. Yasmani Grandal is joining us right now. He is the he's the biggest sports story in baseball in Chicago in a long time. Maybe the biggest sports story this week, right in baseball. Would you Would mm-hmm. you make that yeah, no doubt. Uh, assessment? Uh, and Yasmani, thank you so much for being with us. We uh, we got we got a lot of voices going to be coming at you here. Uh, so just yeah, don't worry. It's
3: we're just really excited. I cannot <laughs> believe
1: I, 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 have, I have all White Sox fans around me that this is the happiest day of the year so far. So congratulations on the deal.
5: Thank you very much. I'm glad to uh, thank you guys in so, the
1: So, are you uh, when this when this happened? When you were I don't know how much you you can discuss this now, but it's all over and you're a White Sox now and it's all good. Uh, there, you had been offered right. There was a counter from from Milwaukee and you chose to come to Chicago, what was the determinant for you?
5: Uh, well, I mean, Chicago, uh, you know, made the effort to get to where we needed to be, uh, whether it was equity or years. Um, obviously, you know, there's no there's no rumor that, you know, I loved playing in Milwaukee. It was a great city, great fan great base. I uh, loved my teammates. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we felt that, uh, this is the, the final time for me to actually get what what, what we wanted and you know Chicago pretty much um, got there. Uh, you know, it seemed like they were they were on the phone with us at, at some point for a matter of a week there trying to get everything figured out. Uh, and let's yeah, fa- when I met with let's face them they it just seemed to be very
1: and let's face it, Chicago is a better town than Milwaukee. I'm sorry. I mean, I know we're just 90 <laughs> minutes apart, but it, you'll have more fun here. This will be, and this, there is nothing you're going to find. White Sox fans to be the most loyal and passionate. I think in in some of all of sports, because those White Sox fans who have been in the stands, especially for the last couple of years, and they've been watching this team develop, they are they, you know, they're they're right. They know that at any moment here. Their beloved White Sox are going to really make this turn here, and you're a, a key piece of that. Are there a, It was part of the decision for you. This young core of players.
5: Yeah, I that, that was the uh, deal breaker. You know, once I once I started looking into the team and actually realizing what this team had, uh, you know, it, it made it very exciting for me. And I feel like I felt like I didn't help the team a lot. Um, Obviously, a youth, really good jump four with, with super talented players, and, um, you know, like you said, they have the chance to, to uh, turn the corner here and make a run at
0: it. Yasmani, uh, Kevin Powell here. Congratulations, by the way. Welcome to Chicago. Um, you meet, you. With, you meet with Rick Hahn of the White Sox last week on Tuesday. Rick Hahn said by Thursday you had requested a video of every single pitcher the White Sox have, and you wanted to get a closer look at it and get to know the pitchers. What did you see? How excited are you to catch the Kopecks, the Ceases, Giolitos coming off an all-star year?
5: Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm part owner of the catching company, and uh, I think I might have picked one of the guys instead think you might need a real quick on it um but but yeah i i I love the core. I love the the kitchen staff like I said, the young guys um with a lot of talent, um assuming like they didn't have bright futures. um and the power um.
0: Yes, Yasmadi, you're joining an organization that has a long, long history of Cuban baseball players, and you're about to play alongside at least two of them at the start of the year with Jose Abreu and Yoan Makata, Luis Robert. Uh, who knows? He could be on the opening day roster. But oh, he'll be there. He'll be there. We're all guessing Luis Robert will be there. Super talented. Um, what does it mean to join this organization that does have that rich Cuban history and then to get to play alongside these guys? Well,
5: I mean, I just, just honored to be a part of it, uh, especially – like you said, you know, I remember watching the uh, Contreras, and I remember watching that Duke pitch for the White Sox, um, especially when they won it. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, just just honored to be a part of that. Um, those two guys that I mentioned before are a huge part of uh, baseball heritage here in the United States with even players, and uh, hopefully, I can I can you know I can do just as good as they did.
1: So, based on what you know about the guys on the team so far, what are you most excited about when it comes to being a part of this push forward to really make the White Sox a contending team?
5: Uh, yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I think I, I've been—I've been thinking about a lot of things uh, uh, in the past few days. Uh, I'm just trying to get a feel for for the guys, obviously. Guys, I already started texting the following guys, uh, but you know, at the end of the day it takes the whole team to win, so if I can be the glue that brings everything together, uh, that's got to be the one thing that I guess I, I can hope for.
0: Hey, Asmani Adam Hogue here. Uh, you know, I was kind of surprised to see this deal uh, happen so quickly. It, the, the way baseball has been going the last couple of years, we've seen more and more free agents not even signing until, like, the middle of spring training. Uh, so just as a baseball fan, I think that's a good thing. And obviously as a White Sox fan, uh, obviously happy that you're coming to Chicago. But why was that so Was that important to you to, to not have this thing linger all winter? Yeah,
5: it was very important to me. I mean, i say it was me by myself, I can I can wait as long as I can. But you know, I have I have a wife and two kids I got to think about. Um, especially if we're going to be moving to another state, uh, yeah. Getting getting this deal done now is probably one of the most important things for me to at least to start preparing.
0: Yeah Yasmani the the White Sox now have two All-Star catchers yourself and James McCann who had a great season last year. Um was there any conversation about uh about how the the, the workload would be split between you two guys moving forward or anything in, involving McCann and yourself?
5: Uh not yet. Uh, but I feel like we the, the way I look at the the, the catching group uh it's all it's going to depend who Riggins is going to be the best, uh, the best fit that day. At the end of the day, I'm not really playing to, to put up numbers. I'm just playing to win that day and, and, and win in the long So, uh, if at the end of the day, we, we, we come out of it winning a championship, that's all really matters. Uh, I'm not really, uh, I, I'll do whatever it takes to, uh, to help the team win and, and I'm sure, uh, my like candidate will too.
1: All right, Ismani Uh I've got some real estate listings here. Uh, we could probably work this out for you. We got some. We got some ideas. Stay in the city. That would be that would be my suggestion. You in the off. Where do you guys live in the off season? Uh,
5: myself, I live in Arizona.
1: In Arizona. All right, so this will be like a summertime home for you. All right, I've got a couple things. There's some nice outdoor <laughs> spaces.
0: Ro Rondell. knows people, Yasmani, yes, yeah. if you need the hookup.
1: And if you, if you need anything in this town, you know, uh, that's uh, you know, in case you get a speeding ticket or something, call me. Uh, you <laughs> know, I got I got, I got, got something for everybody. All right, Yasmani Grandel, thank you so much. Appreciate it, sir. Great luck. All right, thank you. Thank All
5: you, right.
2: guys. So there you go, the conversation with Ro and Anna and Kevin Powell and Lauren Lapka. And I was a little thrown off. I didn't know that Adam Hoge was like popped it out of nowhere. So that was awesome to see here Hoagie on the interview as well. Look, this is a guy that um, bet on himself last year. He turned down a reportedly turned down, I should say, a four-year, fifteen million per year, sixty million total deal with the New York Mets, and he signed for one year with the Brewers that made him about the same amount of money that he's making now. So he goes to Milwaukee. From the Dodgers, the Brewers started out terribly. They end up in the playoffs. They ended up playing the Nationals in the wild card game. And if you remember, they were leading that game. And Josh Hader, their outstanding reliever, gave it up late. Brewers end up losing the wild card game. Grondel had a knock in that game, for whatever that's worth. And, and he was a free agent. And, uh, you know, Roe asked him why, why Chicago and Milwaukee. And I thought it was pretty clear. The White Sox stepped up more aggressively with the dough than the Brewers did. End of the day, look, Milwaukee's a sweet place to play. Loved it there. Had a good year, but the White Sox were more committed. This wasn't a I'm dying to be a Chicago White Sox player. So for people who complain like the White Sox, you know they're they're cheap. They're not at the t- they were at the top of the market. Clearly, dudes look to get paid. He said it right there. I want to take care of my family, which I always am. Like you know, it um, your family's probably okay at sixteen million a year. They're probably good, but hey. You want to make as much as you can possibly make for as long as you can. A lot of guys go about it that way. And sure, he's not going to go somewhere where he would hate it, but who's going to pay me the most and where am I getting, And what makes the most sense along those? And he looked at the White Sox. Let me see this pitching staff. Let me see these young guys coming. They're offering more than Milwaukee. I'm in. It's the same thing with Manny Machado last year. Like The White Sox were in right there. Padres offered more. You think he was dying to be in San Diego? No, he went for more money. And there's nothing wrong with that. When you get a job offer and people are competing over you, do you normally take more money? Sometimes you might not, but if we were going to go on a percentage basis, most times you're going to go for the most dough. And of course he's going to be thrilled here. You're living in Chicago, man. You're playing for the White Sox. And hopefully it'll be a huge part of it. So it was good to hear him on with Roe and Anna, and congratulations to the White Sox on bringing in Yasmani Grandal and being the most active team so far in baseball's offseason. I am also hearing, not reporting, just hearing that the White Sox are inching towards a deal with Zach Wheeler potentially as well. Who knows if that will happen, but there definitely is interest there. So we'll see. Uh, bottom line, this is not they're not done. More pitching is going to be here. I would assume a right fielder will be coming. So uh, this is just the start of what seems to be The White Sox most active offseason as far as adding players and payroll probably in forever. So, all right. Quick timeout. Come on back. We'll hear from the general manager, Rick Hahn, straight ahead, 720 WGN. It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the official radio station of the Chicago White Sox, 720 WGN. Great to have you. Jerry Reinsdorf, congrats on your big week. Mark Harmon with you on White Sox Weekly. If you are driving downtown to see the lights and whatnot, uh, don't come down Lakeshore Drive. Or if you are not going to come down Lakeshore Drive, get off well before downtown and get creative. So, where I recommend public transportation. I'm looking out the window here, and I know we've got listeners all over the country. But for those of you who actually are coming to the city, coming in, you left too late. But enjoy the show. We're here till what are we here till tonight? It's Curtis six thirty tonight. So White Sox weekly till the top of the hour. Sox games are better with the group. It's never too early to lock in your 2020 group package. From a diamond suite to a pregame patio party, we've got the perfect space for your occasion. For more information, visit whitesox.com or call 312-674-1000. We'll hear from Jose Abreu coming up here, who is thrilled to be back with the White Sox on a three-year deal. No real surprise on that. But let's hear from Rick Hahn first, the White Sox general manager speaking earlier in the week, and we're hoping to have Rick on the show, if not next weekend, uh, one of these upcoming weekends, although next weekend would be not the time for him to come on because I'm getting married and I'd rather talk to him myself. But whoever is here, whenever the White Sox make him available, we'll, we'll have him on. But here's Rick Hahn on what sold him on his Yasmani Grandal. We
3: were actually able to sit down face-to-face with Yasmani last week in Arizona, everything We learned from that meeting, reinforced what uh, we had learned about him from afar and through various sources, and that is that not only uh, is he an outstanding contributor based upon what you guys have all seen between the lines, but that he's a a, a tireless worker, a great preparer, a great game planner, and and someone who's going to fit in very well in our clubhouse.
2: So that's right. You do your due diligence, right? You ask around, what do you got on Grandal? What's he like in the clubhouse? What's he like when things aren't going well for him, if he's in a 0-for-16 slump? How does he help the young players? And then you don't take all those words to be gospel. You actually sit down with them and you follow up. And if there's any questions specifically you want to know the answer to, you ask them. Sounds like the White Sox did their due diligence with Yasmani, which would make sense when you're giving him $73, $73 million over four years. Uh, does this help, Rickon, with other free agents?
3: If, in fact, other free agents see this move today as, as reinforcement to some of the things that they've heard from us over the past several weeks or even going back to last year, uh, that's great. Uh, hopefully, uh, there'll be there'll be further moves over the course of the next several months that will continue uh, continue that positive narrative.
2: So it's an interesting question. If I'm a free agent and I'm Zach Wheeler or whoever, I'll say Garrett Cole. Even though I don't think the White Sox are going to be in on Garrett Cole, am I more inclined to come to Chicago because they signed Grendel? Probably not. But it doesn't hurt. It's not a negative. So I think teams around baseball are going, or players that are free agents are definitely saying, oh, White Sox are spending some money. That's the biggest contract they've ever given out. I know they got a lot more dough left available. I know they got a lot of young talent. I know Chicago's a sweet city. I know that it looked like they had a ton of fun in 2005 when that team won the whole damn thing. Maybe I'll go play in Chicago if 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 they're interested. Uh, here is Rick Hahn on how the White Sox plan on using Grandal. If is it just a catcher or do you see him DHing?
3: Yazmani provides us with some flexibility. While he certainly is a, a tremendous asset behind the plate and therefore I expect him to spend a a lot of his time there. He does provide us with some flexibility to have that bat in the lineup at D H and at first base.
2: So if guys get hurt, right, that happens in baseball, it happens in all sports let's say Jose Abreu goes out. Now what do you got? You have to plan for it. That's not the main reason why you're doing this deal is for depth, but depth is a good thing. Players play better when they're fresh. And guys do go by routine a lot in baseball, and they want to be there every day, but I think you're seeing that more and more across baseball, across all sports, that running guys into the ground is not a good idea. A, for performance. B, uh for pure health, you're investing a ton of dough in these guys. You you don't just go and get the next guy. So, I mean, I listen. I would think that Grendel will catch five days a week, and then McCann will be in there the other two. If we're if we're calling it a seven game week, if it's a six game week, let's call it six. I'd I'd say he catches four times, McCann twice, and the other days, you know, one of those guys is probably DHing. And pedos at first, and then maybe you slide another guy in at first. Rick, it gives Ricky Renteri options. So uh, I don't think we can't do that deal. We've got James McCann signed for another year, and we're still trying to figure out Zach Collins. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I, I do think this is a little bit of a statement on Zach Collins. If you absolutely loved Zach Collins and you knew that he was your catcher for the future, maybe you wouldn't do this. But Zach Collins hasn't proven to be that. Maybe Zach Collins can be a DH for you and a guy that can play first and occasionally catch. I think it's pretty clear the White Sox are looking at him that way. Curtis, what's the next cut that we got here? What do we got?
0: We got uh, him talking about the slow market.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Last year was a super slow market. This year you guys are jumping out early here. It's not even Thanksgiving, Rakan.
3: You've heard me say before, our, our preference is certainly to convert on our targets as quickly as possible. Uh, things aligned on this one where we were able to, uh, you know, again, make a, a direct appeal to him and, and one which he uh, believed in. And we were able to work out the economic side of it fairly quickly. Uh Again, it takes two to tango. Every segment of the market moves a little bit differently, and you know sometimes players, uh, each individual player has their own process, and sometimes those uh, take weeks, if not months, to, to get through before they're ready to commit. Uh, you know, I, again, i I'm, we're thrilled that Yasmani uh, was willing to commit to us at, at this early date, so to speak, in the off season, and he would have remained a target for us if we weren't able to do that. Uh, until later in the offseason, but uh, being able to you know take this off our list early is, is certainly a positive from our perspective.
2: You target your guy, you give the best offer, you connect with him in an interview, he comes back at you, wants to learn about your pitching, you... I guess perhaps creates some level of scarcity. Look, we're also looking at starting pitching. We're also looking at a right fielder. Um, but we're looking at you right now. And I don't know if that's communicated or not, but if you're him, well, if they do end up going in big on a pitcher and or a right fielder, is that same money going to be there? Maybe, maybe not. I probably should sign this right now. I'm happy with the White Sox. I'm getting eighteen and a quarter million million per year. So I, I, you know, takes two to tango as he said, but I, and I also think the White Sox, you know, last year they sat around and waited and waited and waited and waited with Machado, and then got turned down. I don't think they wanted to repeat that process either. Uh, let's get Rick in here on on Zach Collins. I did my own speculation on how they're looking at him. This was how Rick talked about Zach Collins' future.
3: You know, I, I do think you're going to see a lot of clubs, and we're not. You know, it's way, way too early in the process to decide exactly how we're going to use that 26-man. But I do think you're going to have a lot of clubs that do carry a a third catcher, or especially one that has some positional flexibility. Uh, Zach, uh, obviously, is a potential premium left-handed bat with the ability to play first base and obviously also having uh, the possibility of having that bat in the lineup at DH is a candidate for that role, by no doubt.
2: So that leaves everything open right there. He could be with the club in the 26-man role, third catcher, DH, first baseman, or, which is not going to make Zach Collins thrilled, perhaps he continues to develop, starts the year at AAA. Who knows what happens as far as anybody getting hurt. James McCann's also a free agent at the end of next year. You're probably not going to pay a bunch of dough to two catchers, so... It might be another development year for Zach Collins, uh, you know, and, and not at the big league level. All that's yet to be determined. My, my guess is he'll probably listen to that. He'll probably spend some time with a big league club and sometime perhaps a triple A as well. So it ain't easy, man. Nothing's given to you in life. He's been up here. I mean, think about Daniel Polka. Guy hits 27 homers last year. He's he, phenomenal story. Palka Mania was here. Comes out this year. Struggles beyond struggles, just and then ends up spending the entire season at AAA, and the White Sox released him this week. Tough game, this game of baseball. Hey, Sox games are better with a group. It's never too early to lock in your 2020 group package. From a diamond suite to a pregame patio party, they've got the perfect space for your occasion. For more information, visit whitesox.com or call 312-674-1000. And... Pick 10 plans on sale now. Get ready for the 2020 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. You can pick your games, your opponents, your schedule. Lower-level plans start at just $205. That is a steal, $20 a ticket. Visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan today. All right, we're going to come back and hear from Jose Abreu. Three-year deal. Abreu back with the White Sox. We'll hear from Pito next, 720
0: WGN. At the wall, the 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1 White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on
2: 720 WGN. Upgrade your game day in 2020 with premium seating. Enjoy an all-inclusive experience. It's like going on a cruise, baby. Packages starting at just 20 games. Cheer on the Sox from the best seats in the house. For more information, visit whitesox.com or call 312-674-1000. Before we move on to Jose Abreu, there's a couple more things on Grundahl. Uh First of all, uh, in the interview, if you're listening back, the uh, they brought up that he's originally from Cuba, born in Havana. Went to college at the U. played his played some baseball at Miami, and then he was a got to the big leagues as a San Diego Padre. Played three years with the Padres. His best year as a Padre was not surprisingly his last year. He's getting more acclimated to the big leagues. Hit uh, 15 homers, although the batting average is way down that year. And then he goes over to the Dodgers. And he has some great years in L.A., 27 homers in 16, 22 in 17, 24 in 18. And then the Brewers signed him to a one-year deal. He had 28 bombs in Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee is a great hitter's park. And he's coming into a great hitter's park at Guaranteed Rate Field. So, But this is a guy who has been over 20 homers for the last four years and topped out last year at 28. And, again coming more and more into his prime. you got to like all of that. And then there's the defensive side. Yasmani Grandel was tied for the second most runs extra strikes from framing. So that's a big thing in baseball nowadays. The old framing is the, the pitch that's right on the edge of the strike zone. Do you make it look more like a strike to the umpire? Now that might be less important down the line when we get to robot umpires, and it won't, you're going to be framing it for a robot. I don't think you can trick the robot. But right now it still matters. So he was plus 13, which means he got his pictures 13 more strikes than they deserved over the course of last season. James McCann, as great as he is with the staff, not that great at framing, at least in 2019. He was minus 16. So that's the lowest mark among qualified catchers. So I'm sure that, All played a part in it. I'm not saying the White Sox aren't happy with James McCann, but I think they looked at Grendel as somebody that was out there that was too good to pass up clearly, and they went out and got it done. All right, and let's go to our guy Jose Abreu. Said he was going to assign himself to the White Sox, and he sort of did. But the White Sox, of course, uh, were in the room, too. So let's hear from Jose on the process of getting a deal done with Rick and Jerry and Kenny. Billy Russo is in here as we do some uh, translation as well. Jose Abreu on how the
4: deal got done. I reinforce that there is a still people in this life that really take care or appreciate what you do. Uh, you know, throughout this process, uh, I was able to connect with, with Jerry, Rick Hank, Kenny, and Jeremy, and uh, they all showed me uh, their appreciation for me. And uh, that was something that I really uh, appreciate. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that was one of the reasons why we were able to, to work this out.
2: There you go. So these are all Billy's answers to uh, questions given to Jose. So, look, a lot of goodwill in that room. Jerry Reinsdorf loves Jose Abreu. So does Rick Han. So does Kenny. I mean, it, look, and, and Abreu loves him back. I was actually fortunate last year to uh, be at one of the White Sox events uh, around. It was around the holiday season. And so I sat at a dinner table with Jose Abreu, which is something that I've never done before and probably will never do again. But you get a sense of. You know I've seen him in the clubhouse all the time, and he's, he's super accommodating, and respect the way he goes about his business, like all the White Sox players for that matter. This that that clubhouse is incredibly focused, but seeing the way he was mingling with the fans and how humble he was, it just gave a sense of oh. Here's yet another reason why he's so popular with the organization. Just an incredibly likable guy. Uh, was there any doubt, Jose, about signing with the White Sox?
4: Like I said uh, throughout the season, uh, you know, I, I didn't have any doubt that, that this uh, would happen. Uh, I'm very confident, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was a, a really um, interesting process. I think uh, we uh, get to know each other uh, much better. And uh, I'm really glad uh, for this opportunity. And uh, like I said, I never, I never doubted. Uh, and, and you know, we we were able to finally and happily uh, work out something else uh, good for everybody.
2: Jose Abreu is going to be 33 years old on January the 29th. Uh, here's a stat from uh, MLB.com. Scott Merkin writing this one up. Merk always doing a great job. His hard hit rate. Forty-eight point two percent last year. That's uh, the highest that Jose Abreu has had going back to two thousand fifteen. Statcast does these stats. Uh, That also goes with an exit velocity. The average exit velocity. How 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 hot? How fast is the ball coming off the bat? Ninety-two point one miles per hour, and he barreled the ball where that means you absolutely positively squared it up as hard as you possibly can. He did that 63 times last year, so that's the most in any year going back to 2015. So guys getting older, but as far as hitting the ball as hard as you possibly can, Jose Abreu getting better. Jose, how are you going to celebrate this new deal? I'm going to celebrate uh,
4: in my house with, with my family. Uh, they're already uh, looking for some stuff to celebrate tonight. I want to celebrate for this deal. We're want to celebrate uh, for life. I uh, want to celebrate for the White Sox. You know, I want to celebrate and and honor all the people that uh, has has uh, gave me this opportunity, and uh, you know, and, and of course for for Jerry, like I said, and not uh, none of this uh, will be done uh, without Jerry. Then uh, we, we want to celebrate for him too. Everybody got to mention there,
2: except for Carm and Curtis Coke producing the show and White Sox Weekly. What about WGN? Man, celebrate for WGN! I'm kidding. He's celebrating for everyone. We're all in on the celebration. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Here's Jose talking whether or not he had a chance to talk to other players around the league about the excitement for being with the White Sox. Basically, are you doing any recruiting? And this is Billy Russo again answering for Jose, doing the translation.
4: No, I haven't had the, the chance to talk with other players uh, in the league, but I know that everybody have noticed us. Uh, for the talent that we have, for the young talent that we have, for the young players uh, that we have. And, uh, you know, I think uh, everybody realized that we're going to be a, a very good team because we have talent and, and we have very, very good uh, uh, young guys. Uh, for me, there is not uh, any doubt that we're going to be really good uh, because I know these guys. I've been working with them, and I know their desire to get better, the desire to compete and their desire to be champions. Then uh, I know that that we're gonna be good and and this is gonna be noise around the league. Uh, I think uh, everybody already knows uh, how good we can be and uh, I think uh, we trust ourselves and uh, in my mind, like I said before, there is no any doubt that we're gonna be uh, very good. So he's
2: not out there recruiting quite yet. That's not really his personality. At least that's the way I'm hearing that. Uh, but he, he's taking. He's he's hoping that people are noticing what's going on as far as the White Sox being aggressive, and I'm sure they are. Let's just do one more. Then, Jose, what do you think about Yasmani Grandal coming to Chicago?
4: I'm very happy for that sign. Uh, you know, I think uh, that shows uh, the willingness that we have to to get better and you know, the, the connection, the legacy that the White Sox have had with, with with the Cuban players. You know, that was something that started with with, with Mini Mignoso. He was the pioneer uh of the Cuban players uh, with the White Sox and uh that's something that, that I have to thank the the White Sox organization and, and Jerry because uh you know that connection is uh, is there and uh, now we we can see it with with another Cuban player that's gonna uh, play with us, and and just glad to be part of, of this organization and and be part of this uh, legacy that this organization have done with uh, the uh, the Cuban players.
2: Congratulations to our guy. Jose Abreu. SoxFest returns January 24th, 25th in a new location, McCormick Place. Two-day FanFest is going to span more than 100,000 square feet, offering more ways to connect with your favorite Sox stars. SoxFest 2020, presented by Beggar's Pizza. Guaranteed rate, Old Dominion, Freightline, and Financial, and WinTrust. Single and two-day passes on sale now. Get yours today at WhiteSox.com slash SoxFest, our conversation with Jose Abreu. Sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. White Sox Weekly, thanks for listening.